So we're live. Welcome back to the Magic Minds podcast. I'm Matt Bork. You're watching and listening to the Liberty's number one podcast. Yup, the Liberty's. Yup, the fucking flats. Here we go. Yup, like again. <laughs> <laughs> we're meant to be interviewing two girls from Sister Shed. Instead, you sent down two hooligans. <laughs> Okay, so you may be wondering where are we? We're in a different location. We've had to move because 2022, we've got to interview two people, not one, and two amazing girls, Shireen and Rachel. What's the crack, girls? What's the crack, Carrie you Thanks for having us. I'm absolutely delighted to have you, son. <laughs> we haven't even started and we've been in stitches. You grabbing the mic like it was something you haven't seen in two years. Handling the mic, handling the mic. <laughs> classy, very classy. Guys, Avash and Rachel come on the show because they run an amazing initiative up in Tala. It's called Sister Shed. It's about creating that 80s uh, atmosphere of community, bringing women together, and but most importantly, empowering women. And I'm all about empowerment, not just for women or men, transgender, everyone. You know, I'm all for the underdog. And it's absolutely... Uh, Fantastic. Is there at the coming down from Bluebell tonight? Is it is that sprouting up all over the place? Yeah, we, we started our first sister shed in Bluebell tonight, didn't we? Yeah. Um we have I think it's eight sister sheds now, roughly about eighty women in them, which is amazing. We didn't expect it to go that big so fast, did we? But Absolutely obviously it's not. needed, Matt. If if everyone's coming and we're loving it, aren't we? Like it's yeah. brilliant. So look, tell us where did the idea come from it was it was born i think he's created it was it october last year october yeah um many times but all this story <laughs> no it's a, yeah no i'm actually this, yeah exactly <laughs> um so went back to like i'll try and skim over it like really quick because it does take a while but no back, tell it tell it all, all i want it because like people it have never heard you and that's the thing right my mentor uh, jeff thompson talks to me about telling your story you know sometimes we go oh, i've told already but it's really important because there's always going to be a listener i've never heard you mm. before so it'd be really interesting to hear it all and just go for yeah. it because i really want to hear it right uh so yeah back five or six years ago like i've had a really good life thank thank god like i've had a great life but within that life i had a wonderful mother and her name was Dimpna Hughes. She's a very, very, very well-known medium all over Ireland. She's a, a psychic medium. And she's a beautiful soul. So, um, unfortunately, coming into 2015, my mum on New Year's Eve went on holiday. And when she went on holiday, she arrived in, to our destination in Turkey. And when she got off the plane, she passed away. She had a massive heart attack. So I needn't tell you, that just floored me. Like, she was my best friend. She was amazing. She was just one of the most beautiful women everyone has ever met. Mm -hmm. So she passed away in Turkey, which was a massive shock to me. She was very well. She was only 55. I had only just had me two children. Like, they were age two and three. At that time, I was going through a breakup. I had a, relation, a good relationship for many, many years, but kind of got a bit toxic, toxic towards the end. And um, so things were really up in the air for me in general. And then my mum went to Turkey. She needed a break. She got there. As I said, she passed away. So that was like a major shock. I was absolutely gone. I mean, it was the darkest place I'd ever been in my life. Like, Plus, I didn't even expect it at all. It was just like a phone call at six in the morning. Your mum's an angel now. I was like, what? They were all up in the house. I actually didn't believe it, did I? Like, I think because of our being in Turkey as well and the language barrier and 
it was New Year's Eve and we were trying mm. to get through to people and there was no one speaking English, like with the Irish consulate and mm. all that kind of thing. We were kind of going, is this for real? Mm. Or, you know, was there a misunderstanding here? Wasn't yeah, it? Like, it, was it was just, just a major shock. Excuse me. <laughs> You're excused. <laughs> it was that bad that I actually like, had to get sedated. Like, it was really bad. Um, anyway, got through that. It obviously took a long time for her to come home, 10 days before my mum actually came home. So it's just mad, like. So kind of, I remember it, but it was a blur. And as I said, I had a two and a three-year-old relationship broke up all that, so it was mental. So moving on anyway, through that dark year, 2016, come November. So she passed on New Year's Day. Come November, I got a phone call. My dad lives in Egypt. So I got a phone call very well. He was very well, six years of age, not a bother on him, and same thing. They rang and said, uh, she only have to get to Egypt, your dad's on life support machine like it's not gonna make it so I was like you must be joking I was like you can't that that's just not real I wasn't even through the grief of well not that you'd ever be through the grief but I wasn't even handling yeah, yeah, the yeah. situation yeah. that my mom was gone yeah. so that was grand got to Egypt said goodbye to him came home life an absolute mess like definitely the darkest place I've ever been in my life so the doctor as you know they start to give you antidepressants and all this stuff just telling you to mask it all up like you know so and i'm doing it because i'm in so much pain like it was course, too raw course, like yeah. i was couldn't even deal with it so next of all i was pottering through like i got through the christmas or whatever and i had to remember who i was like and who my ma was and everything she taught me well, i'm a real believer of life after death and stuff so i was like no my ma's still here like she has to be and i'm just masking this pain so I thought, right, come off them antidepressants and just go raw. And I swear, you know, like Michael Jackson, every time I look at it, you know, in the video where he holds the, t- the white shirt and he's like, ah. It's like literally <laughs> fucking ripped with rawness. Like, so I came off the antidepressants. I just went through it. And I started to think, like, um, I'll do holistics. I'll meditate. I'll get some Reiki in. I, I know me ma's here. And the worst part, we're only saying tonight, Bluebell, the best part is she kept where well, I say coming to me in my dreams, but she was always in my dreams every night. Like she's in my dreams. And I was believing like that's her because I believe that like, you know, but I'd wake up and she wasn't there. So it just kept like coming back. The pain was unbelievable, like for so long. So we're getting through. So I started holistically walking on myself. I had a great family, Matt. I really do. I have a brilliant family and all my friends are lifelong friends. I, Nicola, like we're they're all friends since we're fifteen and we're a real solid group. Like people do even say to us, don't they? You just couldn't be that the solid. Charlie we actually the are, like, I think, literally <laughs> love each other, like never separated, like, you know. So they were all there and they couldn't have been better to me. Rachel couldn't have been better to me. She's my cousin, she's like my sister. I have a sister at home also and she's also like our sister. So I had all that going on, started to go through it anyway. Eventually I started to feel kind of okay. I wouldn't say, I think you kind of have to regrow. Do you know, like, where you have to regrow in someone new? Like, I mean, my mom done everything for me. Like, you know, even I had two young kids. I didn't even know how to wear them kids, you know, because I'd never done that before. None of us did. None of my family had kids. So um, that was all a big lesson. Paying a bleeding bill. Like, I was only saying to Rachel, like, a sky bill came in. I was like, 200 euro? How am I going to pay it? Because my mom paid everything. My mom just done everything. Like, the neck was dying and you having to pay out Absolutely. Literally. Literally. <laughs> I was like, is she bleeding mental? How am I meant to do this? Like, So anyway, went on. 
got through all that start here start to learn to be an actual woman to be honest like you know like on the own and um kept going and then we obviously the, the years went by I was starting to go out again starting to get back to myself starting to laugh again and then all of a sudden we rolled into the pandemic so I was like oh yeah so again everyone's ripped away and you know you're not I was actually feeling well, but like all of us, I think the pandemic really messed with us mentally. Like, you know, I was afraid of the vaccine. I was afraid not to get the vaccine. I was no one around. It was just a whole other ball game, like, you know. Mm. So coming up to, I, but I was still good in myself because I was actually working on like spiritually, like meditate and, you know, just start to love myself again. Like even like, I think when I was in such a low place when my mom passed, when you have two kids and stuff and you're trying to manage the whole lot, like, you know, I think I was even, I don't even know why, but I was probably even ashamed going through them years thinking, did, did I do something wrong? And, you know, like just mad stuff, mad confusion. S- say that again. D- did you do something wrong with your mom? Or no, without, no. Or? You know, like when you're in grief, so you're not fully present. Okay. And I have two children. Okay. And did I give them everything they needed uh, okay. in that so period? Your question. Yeah, yeah, as a parent. Yeah. But I would be saying if I was asking that now, I'm sure you're okay with that. I'm sure you've done your best. I did. Yeah. I and that's what this is not about being a perfect parent. It's about doing Nobody's your best. Perfect. Oh, yeah, no, absolutely. I done my best and I done everything I could. And even getting well and trying to get well was all for them. So I knew I was doing my best. But the reason why even then we come up with Sister Sheds, when we went into the pandemic, I was saying to my cousin, like, me and her were talking on the phone one night and she was just like, you know, come so far and stuff. And I was like, yeah, yeah. I was like, do you know what, Rach? I said, I, I have to, can't, I have to, can't help but think the amount of women out there that are in pain. Do you know, like, imagine, like, not being able to come and talk to people, going through grief, feeling pain, going through breaks up, breakups, losing children, suicide, everything. Life can be amazing. I've been all over the world. I've travelled everywhere before all of this. I've had a fantastic life, and I'm very grateful for that. But life can change in two seconds. Literally, like, your life can just change, and... I was saying to Rachel, can you imagine the amount of women out there that don't actually? I had friends. I was lucky. Even though I had friends, I was still lonely because I was going through that pain. Of course, of course, of course. But then there's some people that actually don't have friendships. They're in new estates. They're, you know, just might not be in a community. They might be sad. They might be grieving. What? They've no way to talk. Do you know? I was like, wouldn't it be great if we just, just start getting a bit of community? Because community is everything. When you have a good community, like you have a good community, like, you no, know, I have great neighbors. Mm. But at the same time, not everyone does. And I said, wouldn't it be lovely to bring women in again that like want to talk about this is my situation. And then you'll find someone else saying, no way, that happened to me. Like I can ad- identify with that and don't feel, trying not to feel so alone. Don't like bring in that support system and empower, when you empower yourself, you can empower other people, whether it be man or woman. And I was like, I feel very empowered in my life now because I've come through all this and I just want to help empower other women and say it's going to be okay there is light at the end of the tunnel because you might be in a situation where there's no light you're just like there's not i'm not going to get out of this pain like this is this is this my life so i was like but seeing that light can come back and seeing it can have fun again and enjoy our children and enjoy life and i used to just say to myself you know your mom passed away your dad passed away but you didn't so you either act like you did pass away or you live so i chose to live it was kind of a sinker swim is that mm-hmm. yeah. so Rachel here we were talking about and she was like do you know what you're right like people just need that space I think yeah. when she kind of brought it up I was I was referring even to me uncle because I'm from Finglas and going back to the communities in the 80s 
Like, I always remember the mummies out, like, you know, having the cup of tea. The kids would be playing with each other. We'd be entertaining each other. But the mummies were always a tight bond. I mean, I'm living in my house 22 years. I couldn't tell you who's living across the road from me. That's the God's honest truth. Yeah. New people have moved in. There's no sense of community anymore. Do you know point. that kind yeah. of way? It's just, like, there's women across the road with kids that is the same age as my child. They wouldn't say hello to you. Or it's not that it's an ignorance thing. I just don't think that that community the spirit is there well, anymore. It's probably they don't appreciate or don't know the value of it. This and it's it. not a culture to them. Exactly. Like we grew up in that. Like, 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 we lost that, that area. somewhere along yeah. the line. And I think the reason why we lost that is down to, I love technology, like company without me bleeding Facebook, like, no <laughs> jokes. But just but nobody can find you because you know what time to find you. And Snapchat with a filter. Yeah, Andrew so yeah I think with technology and cocoon and, and just relying on your phones and stuff of course we lost that sense of community our mad didn't all have that back in the day they were all out on the road talking supporting each other and that's what we were saying like we'd love to do it so it was just an idea wasn't it that blew into something <laughs> massive but it's really good because obviously needed and I can honestly say like it's just so heartwarming isn't it to be around all them women and they all want the community back as well yeah. I think you made a great point and I just don't want to forget it for me little Dory from Nemo Brain does forget <laughs> it you said something very quickly there that, and I think some women and men find very self-indulgent when they start doing the work on themselves mm. you said I'm doing it in service of me kids you didn't exactly say it, but actually you were, yeah. you were indicating I'm doing it in service of my family and people always say oh doing work myself doing holistic stuff and all is that not self-indulgent no it's not it's no. very very smart mm. and it's in service of your family because when you start looking through the eyes of compassion for yourself and you're less critical less harsh and and uh, judgmental to yourself you're better for your kids mm. for your community yeah. for and your then family you're rearing them that way as well for them to go and yeah. take that on and you know and that's what we want effect, and that's know? what we want women and men to understand by doing this work by signing up to these things this is in service of the kids they, it may seem yeah. self don't you know you're going off doing your reiki oh, or you're yeah. healing no it's really fucking that's beautiful one, yeah. it's one thing you learn like if a mother or a father <laughs> is not well it's very hard for the children to be well it's so and do you know on top of that as well like it's also good to do it for you as a, as a woman or as a man to just have that time to just say do you know what i am actually going to go in now and I, whether it's painful or not go in resolve it do your holistics try your best to just come back to who you were even before you had children to remember who you are as a woman like because you're allowed to be you a, a woman like without so when we fix ourselves, then we then our children get fixed and everyone around us that's even concerned about us, you know, like they start thinking she's all right now, you know, like she's doing the work and she's getting better and that's just relief for everyone. Um a lot of people put a stigma on like mental health. And as I say to the women in the groups, mental health comes from so many aspects of life. It doesn't mean that, you know, it doesn't mean like if you're in mental health, you need to go and you're going for a straitjacket. Do you know? Like it means that I've lost someone and I feel pain. I've gone to finances can cause mental health. Do you know? Just some, so it's not, a, you shouldn't be afraid to say, do you know, I'm not feeling great at the moment. And it's also brilliant to say, do you know what? I'm actually feeling amazing at the moment. It's because it lifts someone else up. And that's the idea, isn't it? Like yeah. just that thing, but to, yeah. to come in, say it. There's no criteria on Sister Shed. You don't have to be 
sad or lonely oh you love the women that come in and say Joe I'm actually rant you're not bothered but like lovely talent I'm for an hour out of the house and but meet new people and like minded people yeah, as well 100% you know? and, and here's the thing just to, to touch on what you were saying about the, the mother and the father and uh, you are still a, you are still a person and I've said this to one or two of my mates and they just thought it was a bit controversial me saying it and I would say I don't see myself as a father I see fathering as a function mm-hmm. I see my job as a function I see all these things mm-hmm. but it's not who I am mm-hmm. I, you're not defined I'm by not by defined by my father I'm not defined by my job my role my interest they're, they're all just parts of me yeah. but sometimes we get so consumed boy I'm a mother and that's all I am no you mother some kids and you do a great that's job it. but you're also a woman that can go back to work I think that you can when the pandemic came in, when, when the world stopped and all that stopped, like the structure of having to go to work, having to be at ball games with your children or whatever it might be, the one person we were sitting with was ourselves. And I remember there was a time in the pandemic where I kind of went, who am I? What am I all about? And, you know, things like that, you know, and Great that's what's kind of coming up in groups. Women are just like, I just want to find myself again. What what does it for me? You know, yeah. I don't want to be just mommy, you know. Yeah, you're so... Fun. You're you so know, much more. That's it. You're so much. That's limitless. And once you know yeah. that self, limitless is a massive word, and it's mm. it's actually really true. You are limitless. Limitless. Mm. Like I'm going through this process at the moment. It's haunting me down about it. Anything I want to do is just unfolding before me, me eyes, because I'm just saying this is what I'm going to do, and it is limitless. Yeah. And I'm not. It's not like just I'm not putting out there hairy fairy stuff. Literally, just fucking whatever you want to yeah. do, just go do it. Yeah, absolutely. If you have the confidence. That's another. Well, that's another thing that we really <laughs> yeah. try and empower yeah. in the sheds is you have to love yourself. So when I look in the mirror, I was only saying to you, Matt, when we come in here, I'm worried about the camera or whatever. Like, you know, I probably wouldn't be 100% true pandemic. I kind of look different now. <laughs> That's our excuse. I'm just sticking to it. I look different <laughs> than I did a year ago. But so I don't look in the mirror and be like, oh, I love myself. And it's okay to do that. You actually, it's brilliant to do that. But it's really important that we love ourselves from inside. Like you're with yourself from the day you're born till the day you die. If you can't love yourself, it's going to be a hard journey through life, you know? So you try to learn about, like, why wouldn't you love yourself? You know, like, it's okay to, like, love yourself. And if you love yourself, you'll achieve most of the goals that you really want to reach because you love yourself enough to push yourself and to believe that you deserve them, uh, the, the limit, limitless. Limitless. <laughs> um, that nothing is a limit, you know? Like, it's, there shouldn't be a limit on anything. You're, you're entitled to go for everything that you want within the highest good of everyone, you know? It's good to be a good person. Yeah, of course. Um, and you'll reach them goals, trust me, if you really love yourself. So, but that takes a lot of work to love yourself again, especially when you've gone through situations, mm. uh, toxic situations, even towards, you know, ends of relationships or grief can knock you back. Like you said, you're worried about your children or how you've acted. It's really important to start to have self-worth again, love yourself. And when you do love yourself, You'll just achieve. That's just my take on things. how. Do, here's the question: and how do they do that? How is a woman? How does she love herself? How do you, if you've not been taught those skills and you're struggling? At, where do you start? What do you think, Rachel? Where, where? I think now personally, like like Shireen says, it's not standing in the mirror being like I'm absolutely gorgeous, which is okay, know, well. which is okay as well. And I, if you do that, take your your hat off to you. But I think it's kind of I know for me personally, it was when be, when I became a mother. You know, and this is what I kind of say to women in group and stuff like that. Because we have a couple of women and they say, Does, we have some women that physically can't even say it. Even if they don't mean it, they can't even say it. And I find that, that makes me sad. So I'm like, you can't even get the words out. But God love them, you know. So what I would always say to them is, and I kind of give a little bit on myself. 
when I became a mother, it was a different ball game. I was like, oh my God, the anxiety crippled me. I was like, it was fear, uh, regrets. And I don't know, I just went on this whole journey myself then. And I was like, do you know what? Until I actually realized like fear serves me no purpose. Um, creating me own drama serves me no purpose. And kind of got myself into a meditation, like doing meditation rituals and stuff like that. Abraham Hicks was... Abraham Hicks saved my life. That's <laughs> yeah. no word of a lie. Like. Yeah. I literally used to with the earphones in at night time it was like i'd be brainwashed and you know it's all about manifesting your best life living your best life you know what you give out you'll get back and stuff like that you know and it really it did help me when i needed it the most and then i just it was like a light bulb moment i was like do you know what if i don't love myself enough to be like do you know what rachel like i'm a hairdresser by trade and i used to you know have people coming to me for years and stuff and they say do you ever enter them competitions and and I'd say, oh, no, it wouldn't be for me because my confidence and stuff like that. And I know I am a good hairdresser and I can, you know, perform and stuff like that. Then I was like, you know what? It's not. It's just because I'm, I was afraid to put myself out there because I didn't value myself, mm. you know. So I think valuing yourself and, and, and realizing that and actually establishing that. And I think that's one of the main points where until you actually sit with yourself and say, right, what is the issue here? So Abraham Hicks was definitely a big thing for I me. Said to Brilliant. That's I, deadly that, that, that you said there. It's identifying exactly exactly what's going on. Because that's yeah. like you talk about Lexi Toyme, you have feelings and emotions, but can't put the name on it. But when you become conscious of, aha, yeah. that's the block. Yeah. Like it, it's not because I'd compare myself to like, I walk in a smaller cell and I'm not in Peter Marks, I'm not in Tony and Guy. Now I'm just giving you an example. Yeah, yeah, like yeah. That's yeah my profession, it. you know. And I'd say, oh, Jesus, like, no, they're all upper class and that this and that, that. Like, and I'm coming from this little salon. Then I was like, do you know what? When I got Abraham Hicks on board me, I was like, do you know what? I'll come from this little salon. I'll rock that. And that's where my confidence started to kind of come back then. And mindset, just getting your mindset. It sounds like you were rewording your brain. Someone talked to me the other day about this. And I said, look, I've been at this process 12 years now, trying and retraining my mind. Mm. And it becomes then to a point where you start have to be terribly honest and you shine a light on it. And then you flip it. Oh, I'm in this little salon. You go, no, oh, I'm in this little salon. I'm going to bust the and balls off that. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's a whole mind switch, And isn't then it? you're getting, like, you know, I remember there was one point and one of my really close friends said to me, she's like, you're really starting to smell yourself, aren't you? And I was like, yeah, I am starting yeah, to smell myself because am. I'm worth that. And I am worth, you know, going and taking part and winning a competition. I mightn't get a trophy, but it's to taking part. Or, you know, yeah, I'm not going to let your woman talk to me like that because I'd be a real doer and a yes person. And another thing that I had to work on as well was learning to say no right which deadly, I'm, something I'm still kind yeah, of doing but yeah. learning to say no and do you know what if someone is going to ask you something they have other people in the line as well and not coming up with these stupid excuses to why no you can't do that or mm. you know what no sorry i just can't i'm sorry no you know so i remember when i started kind of getting my mindset on the thing that i you know i love myself enough not to wear myself out being at people's beck, beck and call i love myself enough to push myself towards a competition or to you know but it wasn't until i became a mother that I was like, I want that child to look up to me to be like, do you know what? She is an absolute queen. And there was nothing that she said that she wasn't going to do that she didn't at least give a try. She mightn't have got to the very top of it, but she'll try it. So it was yeah. for me, the, the light bulb moment was when I had my son. And I just said, do you know what? I need to be on that pedestal for him, you know, and for myself as well. Because like I said to you earlier on, it's, it's, it's how we read and it's how we wire their brains. Mm. I'll get my son to stand in the mirror and say, you're enough, you're loved, you're worthy. Like, with that's a little ritual I do with me. So, some that. of my friends absolutely think I'm off the wall, and I'm great, like, no, it's for me. You yeah, know? it works. I just think it's brilliant. Yeah. And if you want to, if you want to 
go place in life sometimes mm. you have to do things differently Absolutely. than the other people around you and if they all think you're mad sound but it nine times out of ten they'll come in a while they'll follow I, you I, I always relate back to and i know i keep the hairdresser i'm not promoting myself or jesus like that, but christ I ahead and no but honestly, <laughs> i remember I told that. <laughs> Go I for it. What's the name of the salon? What's the name of it? Deadly cut. Deadly cut. Do you know what? We were actually, oh, um, I had Shireen in my salon there a few weeks ago and uh, I was giving her a blow Are you getting well, your roots done? I was like, roots done. Well, like a bleed. Tell, you have to emphasize the roots, yeah? The language between the two of us, we were plotting and planning. I was like, you know what? If anyone came in here with a camera, if they could bleed and see now a deadly cut. We were just giving it large, you know? But no, like going back to, like I said, I'm from Finglas and when I want, when I was in secondary school, I won't mention the school or anything like that. Come on, come on. <laughs> I was out there only yesterday out in, right. Bene- in Benevon. I was doing a, uh, a workshop. Right. Well, that's where my son plays God will go to secondary school. But Definitely. no, I was, no, look, I was in St. Michael's secondary school. I'm putting it out there. And there was a sore and, you know, the way, you know, we were going around the classroom and I was in fifth year and he was going around asking the girls in the class, you know, what you think you want to be and this and that. Now, didn't want, you know, they were saying, oh yeah, a doctor or this or that. And it came to me and I said, the hairdresser, I always wanted to be a hairdresser. And I remember him looking at me. Now, bearing in mind, I started school when I was four. I actually set me leaving cert when I was 15 and got me results on my 16th birthday. So I was quite young leaving school. Well, I was at to do in all my years. I didn't drop out early and stuff. And I said to him, I want to be a hairdresser. And I remember him looking at me and the look of disgust, like, and he was like typical fingless head. And that's something that has stuck with me, like right up to the woman I am today. And I just was, I remember calling him out on that and being like, why did you say that? And he's like, ambitious. That's very ambitious now to be a hairdresser, you know, like, well, it's not like you get into like, so David Marshall was an academy at the time and it was like 10,000 euro or pound, I think it was at the time, to go on to get training from him. And that was my, you know, I wanted to go to David Marshall's Academy. That was your aspirations. That was me too, you know, and he says to me, um, I, I've seen the prices of what they are as if you'd be going. And fuck me off like that. And I tell you, I got myself into David Marshall and I got into that Academy with the help of my great family. But that's what I mean, the, the stigma. And for teachers to be even drilling that into a child that has a dream, do you know what I mean? So as a parent and as a role model, to wire our children the right way, right, yeah. I think is massive. Oh, yeah. That's into going and making them believe that they can have and achieve anything they want. Absolutely. And there's no limit. Yeah. As um, you said, um, it's um, so important mm. to let them know that, you know. And I think a huge thing that, that the elephant in the room sometimes and parents miss, and I'm not giving parent advice, I'm just, it's something I've observed in my own life. Kids do what we do, not what we say. They mirror. Mm. Like you're going and doing your stuff. They see it. Not mm. like, oh, be nice to the neighbor and you're in there being the toxic bitch and fucking yeah, going with that. It. Your but Derek, your kids see you out there being a powerful woman, doing the shit you're doing, mm. doing the rituals, being kind, being yeah. compassionate. They're going, all right, well, my man fucking does this shit. Yeah. She's yeah. not just a spouse, not <laughs> just waffling it. over. Uh, yeah, I remember like, because I'd be crazy on meditating. Like, the crazy on meditating. <laughs> I would. We would. Like, be lev- <laughs> levitating and all. It's like fucking meditation on crack. What is this meditation? If I'm in the height of it, I'm like, kids, I need to meditate. Like, instead of like kicking off. But I remember one time, my sister, one time, my sister is coming home. My sister comes home from Spain to Anne. She stays for a couple of months, like, and she obviously she hasn't seen him in ages, so she's always there with him. And I remember when she was leaving for Spain, and my eldest younger is mad about her, like, you know, she's he's 
they're best friends, right? But I remember when she was going, he was heartbroken and they don't like the deuce way, I'm not gonna lie. They don't <laughs> the way. But when I was leaving, maybe he was only nine at the time. You don't swear to do you? No. Okay, okay, second language, you bleed mad. So um yeah, he, she was. I was going, and she was going because my sister was going back, and uh, I was lying there. He says, "I just can't believe you're going." She says, "I'll be back in a few months." And the other young lady, like he has autism, and no, he's not non-verbal, but he's uh, his mind. He'd just be out of control, like he has his rages and stuff. He's like, I can't believe you're leaving me with them too. And my sister says, Why, son? She's such a brother and that's your man. He says, He's always kicking off and she's always fucking meditating. <laughs> we were howling. I was like, I was like, I won't. He's like, Mom, please. I was like, Do I meditate that much? Like, it just grounds me or something. I don't know what it is. With and I'm all for whatever works for you. Like, mm. you know, you do whatever it is that puts you at that higher vibe you know like we always say the vibe attracts the tribe and mm. you know and what we're finding with these sister sheds is you know like i said my friends would say that's you're mad like what are you all about and like and i love them and my friends but in sister sheds there are just so many like-minded people mm. or they want to be on the same like-minded yeah, yourself like, and you yeah. know and that environment alone is so empowering yeah I mean, it is it's it definitely just, is like it's just it's actually amazing i swear yeah, to god it, i love like, every single bit when i really I'm so humbled sometimes like that that even just meeting them women and them telling their stories and being trust trust in the room and even tonight in Bluebell first thing he says one of them was messing and she was like it's probably just going to turn into a gossip gossip uh, shed <laughs> and I said can we just for once maybe try and not to have it as a gossip shed and just be sister friends and just come together and just try and build a circle of trust and that for people is hard also it, there's 20 people in a room and you're looking at them from your community, me included. Even when I go in and talk about, like I didn't talk about the rawness of my story, but if I go in there sometimes mm. very raw, like, but I have to say, do you know what Shereen? If you don't, if you don't open yourself up, well then they're never gonna. So just maybe trust them. And they do. And before you know it, everyone just really ends up trusting each other and they just bring a lovely vibe to the sheds. It's just so lovely, like Yeah, like and that's 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 a really powerful thing. You know, people will open up people will feel safe in you mm. around you if you're honest and you show yourself mm. you know and what's so special i'm hearing from you both your stories it's driven from your own pain mm. or your own uh troubles mm. and you can't be taught that in no, school no, you know what i mean that's you know and that's so valuable yeah you know yeah. and that's why i think this is is working so well for you it's really good like you know because as you said you know the pain or whatever and then you can you can you do have the opportunity to turn that into something positive because now i'm like you know what i'll actually accept that i went through all that pain because if i went through all that pain in order to tell my pain to other people where they kind of just start to deal with their pain but then i'll accept that i i had to go through that so i don't i believe it or not it sounds so weird because i love gratitude lists as well you know even rice stuff i write Delighted. Mad meditator, mad gratitude list. Yeah. Well. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you know, I've learned that through circles and stuff. In fairness, like I haven't just come up with all that. Like yeah, my yeah. life experience has given me a lot to of learn course. on myself. But I go to like circles and stuff, and we learn about like gratitude and having gratitude for the things you don't even have, and just in hope that they'll come. Do you know that kind of way? Of course, like, course, course. Just being grateful, and that's why even with the walk with Charlie, we were watching um the late late the uh, a couple of weeks ago, and I says to Rachel, 
I says, he has multi-neurons, bless him, and Vicky Phelan has cervical cancer, and they're willing to walk Crow Patrick, which is a five-hour track, like that's a steep mountain, and um, maybe we should get on board there and do it together, and we'll support them, and we'll do a little fundraiser for his charities. So she says, yeah, yeah. I said, you know what? Let's challenge the women, because it actually challenges us. If we say you can do it, that means we can do it. Do you know, you can't get someone to do something that you won't do yourself. So we're like, well, so we put up on Facebook. Now we're just going to have the best day on the 2nd of April. We're going to do the, I'm always climb. getting it wrong, the climb, the cliff, Holt, Cliff, Cliff, Holt, whatever, Holt, Cliffs of Holt. Uh, we're going to do that. And it's like 40 women coming. And me and Rachel have spoke to another charity that's going to help us put on a big spread for all the women when they come down off the cliff. And there's 40 women coming on that walk with us. And we got fundraiser cards made and, uh, you know, sponsor cards. And they're all out getting sponsored for their walk. And That's brilliant. It's just... Giving them a goal. goal and it's, you know, do. while we're, we're doing it to support Charlie and his um, charities, Pieta House and the Motor Neuron Irish, Asso Irish Association, it's the women that want to take part in this, They were, some are women that aren't active in sheds. And I think they want yeah. to come along to meet the women and see what it's all about, what kind of atmosphere mm -hmm. is. It's also the women that are active in sheds that are coming along as well. They want to set that goal together as that little as, unit, as, as unity, that little sister unity again, like, and, and get out there and smash it, basically. Absolutely you know? brilliant. And we were trying to say to the women in the sheds, we've probably even said it on Facebook as well, because it's a really big following there on Facebook. But on in the sheds, we're like, do you know what, girls? If we're able-bodied to do that, how about we try and do that now? Rather than look at Vicky Field and she's probably, please God, she'll you know, be here for as long as she can be. And same with Charlie Board. They're willing to do it. I'm actually all right to do that. Well, it might be a struggle. I might be like, oh God, 16K, like not in the year we're doing that. I'm sure on the second day, but I'd be like, great job, not up to this. <laughs> so, but at the end of the day, we are able-bodied to do that now. So maybe try and do it now rather than wait till we can't mm. and then we want it, you know? So just living life to the fullest that we can live it like and trying to advocate that to everyone else that are in the sheds and, but the community behind that is absolutely Massive. unbelievable. Yeah, Even is. the thoughts of walking up them cliffs with 40 women out of the sister sheds is huge. Like, That's you know? brilliant. What I'm loving as well, <coughs> excuse me, is what you, we go back a little bit about the lady coming and saying, oh, it's going to be a, a, a gossip shed. Mm. And that's the thing, what happens when people come together. It's easy to talk yes. about other people because that means you're looking outside. Yeah. But what I'm hearing from you girls is that the shed is about looking in. That's it. And that's because people think compassion is white and fluffy and doing the work is white and fluffy. It's not. No. The easy option is bitching about him yeah, or over it. there. Instead of addressing your own what's going on. And what there. you're doing then is you're, you're, you're breaking stereotypes. You're breaking patterns for women that are creating a new mm -hmm. pathway of not coming together and being honest about their feelings and That's emotions it. and shit and i did i did, i think for us to because it can be a very open place for you can be robbing them sheds like i've seen it we i do always say at the beginning don't we listen we can't control what goes on out here we're just doing our best to kind of bring us all together we're loving it we hope you love it but what adults not only children are bullies adults can be sometimes not maybe not even realize what they're doing but it can be yeah. detrimental to certain people's health you know like if you talk mm. about someone or you leave someone out you, you click you know so mm. we'd be saying in the sheds and everyone agrees and it's like when we really say this it's like it's kind of nearly like that's true because i'd be mm. like you know what we're going to be real on here we're going to like get the trip we're going to build this community between us gonna trust each other support each other empower each other 
But when you leave this room, please remember that let's say I come up with a story um, mm. about me that happened to me. You walk out and say it and either someone comes back to me and says, oh my God, I didn't know this, that and do that. I might never go back to that shed. I might be at home sobbing. And it's so true. Coco's law is so true. You can actually really push someone over the edge, say, you know, I can't live. I can't believe everyone knows this about me. Or, so it's like when you say to me, if you can handle that on your hands by t- just for a bit of gossip, well, then so be it. That's what you want to do because we can't control. We just pray that everything is confidential in them sheds. And I have to say, every woman in them sheds is 100%. They're like, no, I agree. It has to be. Which is just building, like you said, just a new way. We're trying to. We can't say we are, but we're trying to. And I think the 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 people you will attract will be your type of people. Exactly. You know I mean? And you are, and that's that's what's so important with you as leaders. Mm. You know what I mean? You are going to demonstrate. Yours not just a spouse. Well, the book says this. Now I'm following this program. Whatever. I'm not slagging the rap program. Whatever. When you follow these programs, you follow a list of things to do. Yeah. You guys are winging it, which is are winging it from your heart. You're winging it from, from our experiences. Yeah, 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 yeah. What starts to happen is when Shireen opens up and gives her story, and I give a bit of my story and stuff like that. I've I've no disrespect to counselors or the clinical approach to counselling no, stuff. I have been that. in that situation, but for me personally, I found it intimidating. I found that I dreaded having to go and therefore I stopped going. But I suppose this I shed in a way is a form of counselling mm. in it's a like non clinical Yeah, it's talk therapy. Talk yeah, but it's talk just therapy. it's talk therapy. Exactly. There's many forms of therapy. Exactly. Like that's why sometimes school doesn't work for kids. Kids yeah. learn different ways. Yeah. People express their problems yeah. in different ways. They see things if you know, there's many, many ways to go about healing. Exactly. And that is a form of talk therapy. It is absolutely talk therapy. And life coaching, I've studied life coaching, I have a diploma in life coaching. So it really is sometimes about sitting in the present and saying, do you know what, I actually am safe now, you know. And when we're in these groups, it's like, do you know what, just be present for you sometimes and just, like, be raw with yourself. It, Like you said, it can be really painful. It's not always fluffy. But when you go there and you start to, like, remove them blocks, get the healing going, start to flow. Like, we're only in there since October, and I'm not joking you now. I have seen some transformations in women, and it's not us doing it. It's them doing it. They're doing it. I say that in my groups. When I bring 12 people together, mm. people think it's me. I says, no, we're a chain. Yeah. Without you, this be something else. And without me, this be something else. But together, this is it. It's it. This yeah. is it. You've created this. And they're going, no, no, you are. You're a valuable cog to this yeah. experience. Yeah. And you bring so much to the table. And you know what, though? My favourite sister sheds are, like, we get all that. That all happens at first. But I tell you what. The crack between 15 women in them sheds does be <laughs> off the head, doesn't it? We yeah. do get some, like one or two, I won't name them around, but absolute screams, pure salt of the earth. See, that's like, a fucking, just the that's, best, like, see that, that piece there, and people sometimes forget this when they're doing the walk, having the crack, oh, yeah. like that. meditation, mindfulness, all that, you can still have the crack. Oh, For the days we go into them sheds, we're sitting there, we're having a cup of tea, in floats Mary, in floats Francis, she tells us what happened the weekend and before we know we're all on our well, knees yeah, and, you know what I mean? and that's and so just, important yeah, people think it's brilliant. all about sitting there crying and no, fucking no, giving out and man no, bashing no, or women no. bashing no. it's not no, no, it's no. all of it yeah, it's been it. fucking human having the crack having a cry that's what we were panicking. saying last week in one of our sheds uh, uh, 
if a photographer came in, like, and she rings me, like, literally that morning as a photographer, I'm like, oh, Jesus Christ. Goes in, our group is there, we're like, girls, listen, the leading photographer coming in here, what are we going to do here? The girls are having the crack off us because she's giving it all Pamela Anderson like that. I'm trying to hide my stomach while I I'm can't. <laughs> I'm like, no, be barely throwing her in front of me. The girls are howling, but your man took pictures and all he could actually see was a group full of women Literally bent over laughing. Literally bent over laughing. So you are being so fucking authentic. You're just being honest. We haven't a clear <laughs> what fucking. Yeah, that's yeah, it. yeah. And that's just you people know, buy walking, into that. And I don't mean buy into it. But, but we don't even charge. But they can't. There's no even buying. Just go and enjoy. But you know what I mean? They, yeah, they're, 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 they're buying into your store. Yeah yeah, 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 yeah. Trust. They yeah. see themselves yeah, in yeah. you, mm. and you inspire them. Come here. I just can't get me mind around. I haven't said what. Does it look like what? Give us the structure. What do you do? We're do talking you think about. We're in an actual shed freezing our arses. Yeah, on? no, I'm very black and white. It's like a fucking shed. It must be a big shed. It's like gargle. It's the biscuits. It's the tea. So what? What is it? When does it be on? What time? What's 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 the setup? The layout? Give us. Well, we we've nine at the moment. It's eight or nine. What does one look like? So they're mainly youth centres. If women want, to, if women want to go to it, yeah, the yeah. youth like and the whole thing of shed is because when I. Ren with the idea, myself and Shreem was talking and we were like, no, we like the men's sheds, I suppose, but we won't be there like physically making things around. We'll be there having a cup of tea and a chat. So I put it up as like, let's try form our own women's sheds. And then we were like, no, we can't do the women's sheds because they're actually... Women's sheds come on a different level of like, they kind of do do creativity. And when they get, as far as I know now, it's like they'd get like a premise where they bring lots of material in and they sit together and they pro- they do, I won't even say crochet, they do gardening so much. Okay. We kind of went we in with went feeling like, with and cup of tea and having a chat. Yeah, like, like, you know, men's sheds are brilliant and men are great. Uh, like we had a bloke in from the men's shed and he was telling us about like uh, situations and men together in a men's shed. And let's say they're building a bike and they're all just chatting and it's just getting together as a group of mates trying to form friendships and what yeah. have you. And then he'd be like, it never really goes deep, but he's sitting in the sister sheds with us coming in telling us, but he's like, if only the men, women are great with a cup of tea in their hand. And a, a cup of tea and a biscuit, and yeah. be like waffling all day. Men can set up bikes and stuff and mess, and it's just the way we are. I suppose what I'm well. saying, like the shed end of it was, we kind of, we we'll be honest, we didn't know what we were going to label ourselves, or we didn't know what we were. And I just went and ran with it because that's the type of person like I am. I love it. it was like, like you know, so I put it up as women's sheds, and then we were like, we can't be the women's sheds. Then we put sister because everyone was drawn then to women's sheds. The, people that were saying oh god where will they be and this this was the very first post we put then we had to strip it back and i was like well what do you think and she was so saying the great to get a sisterhood and stuff like that so then we went with sister shed so that's where the name came from but as for the venues they're more or less like in local communities in youth clubs um you have seven you've had seven at the moment eight, 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 eight so tala fingless bluebell valley blanchardstown artane and Fingless runs two sheds and Tala runs two sheds. sheds. Brilliant. Donamade is, is on. Donamade Bell Doyle is we're just waiting on confirmation. Brilliant. So do, what nights are you on for the ones you do? So Monday, Tuesday day, Thursday, Friday day, Tuesday night, Thursday night, and we'll hopefully do on... Um, if we with the next evening shed will be a Monday night, so it's like literally. I the only reason I can't do on a Wednesday is because I'm in college then as well. Okay. So that's the only day I kind of have off. I okay. have off. 
What? I'm like, <laughs> yes, yeah. yeah. Uh, cool. Everything is on the, the Sister Sheds group page. We've a massive following on that. Brilliant. There's a Shireen Rachel Yo's Facebook page. Um, give us an ad on that as well on the Sister Sheds uh, group page. Absolutely everything that's upcoming for Sheds, venues, times, everything gets we posted We even on stick that. inspirational songs up there every weekend. We try and get them all in that kitchens dancing and be like, no girls, just kick off today. Kick Shireen off today. Shireen the selfie up. Dance don't you, I do not. <laughs> I don't dance around that kitchen and just have a great time, girls, and just like we just always do it on a Saturday and a Sunday. Like it's been a rough week, maybe, maybe not. Just have a good day today. Like so, we'd set in the morning and put on a real high vibe song or yeah. something. Like, and so I was trying to bring positivity. What, what is the structure of them when you're there? Do you meditate? Do you just chats? Or is there is a stroke? Is there a structure? Or you just to just we're starting the structure now. now. But you know what? Like like I said to you as well. When we went in doing this, we put our hands up. We did not that we didn't know what we were doing. We knew what we wanted to do. But as for where it was going and what the aim was, we were still a bit pie in the sky about. We thought it was just going to be fingers. So we just and thought it was going to be fingers yeah. and talent, and then it was just we were two people with two tails and legs running off us, you yeah. know. But um, so what we do is, as of now, the ones that are up and running since October, they are well established and well familiar with each other. They're a great close little bunch now. They're, they've formed their sisterhood. And I suppose when myself and Shereen were talking over Christmas, I was saying, Do you know what? We're all about that was meant to be. Nothing's coincidence. Everything's meant to be. That comes from the spiritual background and stuff like that. But I said that free flow from October right up to January, I think was needed because it gave them the confidence to form that friendship and become the trust and, and the trust and stuff like that so that's the way a sister shed will start we'll run a free flow for a couple of weeks come in have a chat what we're finding is women in group might be reiki healers they mm. might do meditation they'll volunteer themselves Shireen does great meditations you know whatever topic we want to go on self-love self-care beliefs confidence whatever it's like asking them like you know it, what, it's not our what, shed yeah, yeah like we ask them. what do you want like what do you want <laughs> what do you want <laughs> what? No, like, what do you need yeah. what do you <laughs> fucking read it right yeah, now yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. R-E-S-P-C-T <laughs> fucking yeah. hell literally I mean it wouldn't surprise me if I just yeah. jumped up and said the women in Fingless want to do a sister shed drill them dance don't they yeah they want to do so look whatever you wanted to be like mm. let it be your sister yeah, shed yeah but yeah, but yeah totally. and whatever skill set that, you have exactly and now obviously the ones that are kind of well established with themselves it only takes so much of us going in and not waffling we're not waffling because we do talk sense and the women talk sense in group there does need to be a little bit of structure in there. so what we're well, giving to progress to progress and yeah. you know so we're giving them the option so like they've brought um we're trying to, yeah like we're trying to bring in now like um all sorts of course like Blanchardstown are doing life coaching diplomas now they're going into mm-hmm. life at Blanchardstown have offered that themselves the BMYI where they do it um, the BMYI have actually offered the uh, diplomas which is brilliant Deadly. excellent and like we're kind of bringing in courses like just what, what we found is course what you think of this like and then they're like yeah Shreen, let's Rachel let's do let's that do it, so yeah. we're bringing the tutors in and th- so what we've done is we said like we'll talk like about subjects in life for about four weeks and on the fifth week we'll have a big treat day like as in like we'll just free flow the talk we'll have a cup of tea which we always mess anyway it's always banter like Mm -hmm. but we'll do something where we'll bring in someone to do like a facial or just literally looking after them and looking after ourselves like I'm loving it you know I'm really enjoying every single sister shed that we have like we said like you know when we went into doing this and stuff it was like great now we get all these women on the same vibe as us and this and that 
And I only said to her like a couple of weeks in, I was like, do you know what? I think they're equally doing for us what, what we're, we're doing for them. them. You know, and it's, that's amazing, you know. Here's my question to you. You girls are super inspirational you're inspiring me as to see and I think he's a phenomenal he's their attitude is deadly oh, I, I love it honestly much. I'm not blowing smoke your whole who inspire you what women are my inspiration man. my man your man yeah yeah why your ma? What, what's what's the the inspiration little behind Maisie, Maisie. Yeah. Um, Oh, geez. Yeah, Maisie. Andy's ma's amazing. And they legends. They're legends. Yeah. What, no, what, what makes her? What makes like you come from a working class area? What is so special about the likes of Maisie? I tell you what's so special about Maisie. Maisie because everyone has a Maisie. Yeah, yeah Maisie had you know she did she did a great mother, but she hadn't got such a great father. He, you know, my mother has siblings, the six of them all together, and the father walked out. And the mother, you know, took her own little breakdown and stuff like that. And back then, mental health yet again, my mother was, and our, our siblings were taken into care homes. And the rest, I won't even get into that. But, you know, when sometimes I do look at my mom and my heart absolutely breaks for what she went through but then I'm so full of pride to the woman that how she, she is, is and how she is my mom wasn't able to read and write um you know just an awful lot of things she was uh, she's not great crack. she's, she's she great crack. like she wasn't able to read and write ended up retiring as a family support worker in the HSC pushed herself pushed herself pushed herself made adaptions around her challenges should I say they're not disabilities or anything they were her challenges like use dictaphones to do her reports and for the HSE and stuff like that. But, you know, she'd always teach us values like Shireen's mom, Shireen's mother and my mother, the two of them together Foster were like... Foster care too, just they're yeah, such like, you know, And then my mom would have had mom took my mom in. It's, oh, it's just crazy. Mad, it's yeah. crazy, like, you know, but it's, it's we are blood related. It's not that my dad was Shireen's mom's brother. Yeah. His mother, which was Shireen's granny, my granny passed away quite young as well. And my mom ended up caring for Shireen's mother. So I suppose when Shireen's mom passed away, we were inundated with bouquets of flowers at the house. Everybody thought that it was my mom's sister, but she wasn't. She was her sister-in-law. Now, she'd absolutely mad. haunt me if she be. she'd be like, she'd be sister. That's how close they were. But why my mother, why my mother literally, like, wouldn't you sit there and you just say, like, Jesus Christ. Like, she's just come through so she's much, but she's the pillar for everybody, like Shireen's mom was. But you know what? When I looked at her and she got that job in the HSE and, like, that was a title for her, you know? for, for She never thought she'd be able to achieve that. And I said, and she used to say to me, she'd always say to me, you know, you can get whatever you set your mind to. Just set them goals high and jump for them, you know? So she is, she's massive. And she's it, a big, big influence on all of us, isn't she? Like, she came to the post shed and she's making, still the, there. Tea, making the tea for everybody. Yeah. And now yeah. she's an active member. She's like, yeah. oh, I wouldn't miss me shed. Wouldn't miss it, you know? So. And just see the way you're running with the baton here. Mm. Like she's saying, set the, set the bar, jump for it. You know, mm. what you want in front of you girls are now doing that yourselves yeah, that's the yeah yeah, it's yeah the strength of them you know like when i look yeah. at my man foster care and thankfully may took her out later on in life and then may in foster care and a lot of people in this world still are obviously you know hard times but how far they came yeah like you know like the like i mean my ma and may like just amazing mothers never give up even through their own shit they just kept going and kept providing and kept loving and I think that's what inspires us to just keep loving. It's just, it's resi- like you were, you were born with a certain amount of resilience, but it's experience 
the environment or our DNA that teaches us resilience. Like it, it, that's, that's where that's that, how we you grow. You never it. get taught that in a classroom. I don't care. Like you, know, you, you said a magnificent thing there, and I, I, this is the way I reframe pain. Like I had an awful year last year, going through panic attacks and wanting to take my life again. But I said that was like going through college again. It taught me. I was given that as a gift, mm. and it's about turning your pain into your your power. yeah like i say i turned my poison into my potion yeah and it's about using your past Absolutely. like you're doing like you're doing yeah. like even the history of your ma's yeah you're going oh fucking they did a wheel go and do our own shit yeah and you know it's so beautiful and, and this not like i'm not joking like i'm not perfect by any stretch no? of the imagination i would have taught you were well <laughs> to a degree, <laughs> to a degree. <laughs> no i'm not no i'm not joking like i mean i think when we love so much and we accept and we empower ourselves and stuff, it's so rewarding when other people around you start to see that and feel that it's actually rewarding for me. Like so, and I think from our mads, it's reward. It was rewarding for them because my ma knew the whole of Ireland. Like you know, I mean, I have to say it. I'm gonna have to say it. Her funeral Same. was like a bleeding <laughs> queen's wedding. She like Christy Dignam even came and played from, and he's another amazing. Amazing man, like you do you know, know him? I do. Can we get him on the podcast? I'll have a word Christy. With Christy, Christy, Christy yeah, come on the podcast. Christy, I love, I love to well, get Christy to do My ma was a, a, she knew him, um, and they were good and, and helped him and, and helped yeah. him and stuff. And he came and he actually sang at my ma's funeral. Deadly. And that for me was just like. Me mates were laughing. They were like, "Now here, if Christy Dignam is coming to your ma's funeral, you better get Ed Sheeran for my ma's funeral." <laughs> we actually yeah. have a cousin, um. And I suppose for, because you'd have known Christy and you know his wife and his daughter and stuff. And Not as well same, as you would. Yeah, well, you know, I'd know Kira yeah, and just. stuff like that. So when I see Christy, it wouldn't be a whole like, oh, starstruck Christy. You know, he's amazing. I love him. I go to his gigs and he's stuff like that. But person. he was actually quite ill when he came to sing at Dimpton's funeral. But one of the things he said on the phone was he was like, whether I sing one song or I sing 10 songs, I'll be there and I'll sing for her because she has helped me massively when I need it. So we were like, fair play to you, Christy, you know. So in he came and God love me, really wasn't well at all. And I was like, God, we'd probably get one song or whatever. But one of our cousins was there and he was like hyperventilating. Oh, Jesus, Christy Dignam, Christy, how did you get that out? And I was like, Christy Dignam, will you relax? Like, oh my God, I'm going to get an autograph, I'm going to get an autograph. But I was like, do you know what? Like, it will go down in history. It was so special for me and it just showed me really did show me how wonderful that woman and how many was, lives you know? she touched and how many people she helped because yeah. like still to this day if we're out like i get you relate to me us we relate to us are you like Corey? you know you're like no i was related i have that privilege but why not <laughs> do you think people are going to say that to your kids then when you was there Oh, I, don't know. I don't know. Yeah, like it's very, very special. You're carrying the baton. I, I think, you know, you've had great teachers. Mm-hmm. You know, Payne was your teacher. Losing your mom was a teacher. She was such mm-hmm. a gift here. You were my amazing. Mm-hmm. It's, it's fucking... Unbelievable. And it's about what we said. It's about reframing the pain and seeing it for being a gift. That's Everything it. is a gift. It's just yeah. how we look at it. Yeah, exactly. Look what they left you. I know there's a loss there, but there's also a fucking gain. It's oh, quite paradoxical. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. 100%. And yeah. you know, I think even myself and Shireen as two individuals, like, are no. we actually individuals? <laughs> Sometimes I wonder because I can't even get because I can't get rid of her. <laughs> I'm joking, but you know, 
we're human as well. We have our bloody shitty days or we have our rants and whatever, but we do it with each other. And I remember even saying to her, even before sister, she said, no, you make me feel so much better. Like you ground me and you talk. And she's like, well, I can say the same for you. And, you know, so I do be like, I hope the way she makes me feel or the way I make her feel that we're bringing that to the women. But you know what? Like, I'm, I'm not blowing smoke up my own. I told side. you, keep blowing it up. Keep blowing <laughs> well, it up. Choo choo. <laughs> it is. okay. To get people to say like, do you know what? I think he's absolutely great. Like, he's more fearless. She's had that idea. He's ran with it. I'm like, yeah, we did. I just, I just love that they're coming and they're staying. Yeah. Like, we haven't lost, thank God. Not like, look at me as if, like, we haven't lost one woman. Fucking David Hasselhoff. I saved them all. No one dies on my watch. Like, a mix up between Aretha Franklin and fucking David Hasselhoff or whatever. We have, um, yeah, like it's great. I mean, now it's doing something for them because they just, we haven't thankfully lost one woman in them shed since October. Every single week, they're, com- they're continuously there. Like, oh, every wow. just growing real friendships out. And another thing we've done is we've set up, you know, Messenger. So we put them all in groups. So when we're not there, because like a group is only once a week. So they actually go and meet each other outside of the shed. Brilliant. And they go for that's cups deadly. of tea. And that's and, important. You know, and we're that's... watching in the message. I'm like, you're in this group around today. I was actually in Finkley's Village. I'd be like, they didn't even invite us though. Was, <laughs> over the Christmas, I was in Finkley's Village. And it's just a little tiny. Like, there's not much happening in it. But uh, there's a cost that. And I was like, oh my God. Three girls out of the fingers group. I came up. I was like, "What are you doing?" And I was like, "You didn't even invite me." And they were like, "No, literally, I'm at the meeting hall down at the credit union." And she was in Costa, so we're just taking. You having a coffee? I was it's like, great. "It's brilliant." It's yeah. just like, do you know what? Like, it's amazing. Has it given yous? I know yous are confident, but even doing this has it oh, has yeah. it gro- grown your confidence more? Actually, do you know what? Mm. Outside this, so you can now achieve even more. Because mm. I'm always saying about transferable skills to people. I say, if you can do this here, like these women. Mm. You can do it in the company. You can yeah. do it anywhere. Yeah. Has Has that been that for you that you are like, wow, it's up mm. another level? Mm. Yeah, I think I even like, even I'm... myself, like you know, Shireen would be like, she'd be the way she comes across is absolutely amazing. Our energy yeah. is amazing. She reminds me so much of our mother. Like, didn't you used to only have to walk in the room? The room would light up. She wouldn't even have to say. Do you anything. hear that? I just have to walk in the but room. That's the, she, <laughs> she brings the same energy as our mother. So even when I was going alongside her, I was like, I'll just make the tea. Like, I'm, no, I'm just there to support you. But, but even how much I have grown oh since October in myself. Yeah. Like, you know, we, we both... I'd be lost without You know, but yeah. like, it, it is. It's personal. It does. You kind of say to yourself, you know, well, you learn something new every day. Like, yeah. And, and you've grown. I've grown. <laughs> I've grown. Not in height now. <laughs> you've grown. Well, I'm just delighted that you let us two speak in this interview because you're just a star. I find it, I find it hard. What's your stage name again, Monty? Siobhan Say. Siobhan Say. It's a joke. It's, that's actually a private joke, us. That wasn't for a bleeding podcast. Andy, edit that out, will you, please? Yes, definitely. It's more that connection thing. When you meet someone that matches your skills mm. and, and enhances and that's the same with us yeah me yeah. same and Andy yeah, yeah. like fucking yeah, he does all the techie kind of stuff and they just sit there waffling you're just t- but it's still a good match it oh, has to daddy. be like yeah, you know it's, and, it's, you and even with me and, and we're both growing who's who's the sane one <laughs> how the two of you don't say. I don't think any of us are saying it. No, we're no not. but usually, oh, like she's no, mad. No, do you know what? Shireen, it'd be like Shireen. I'm so proactive. Just, I go, just want to keep go. getting stuff done, done, done. It has to be done. What about this? What about that? We're getting a shelter. And I'm like, no, look, Shireen, brave. Look, we get through this one first. You know, she's the real. Go, You're go, sensible go, go. one, are you? I'm not the sensible. I think I'm more laid back. 
Yeah. I mean, I'd be a bit yeah. more laid back, like. I'd be definitely more. She'd be worried, like, and a worrier as well. Like, do you think that shed was all right? Or do you think. No, not do you think that shed was all right? Because I have to, and I am going to blow smoke. Our sheds are amazing, and they've all been amazing. But I mean, Jesus I just. No, it's not honest. No, it is. Like, she's I mean, the one that blows smoke up her asses anyway. That's not me. But you'd worry, wouldn't you? Like, she'd worry, I'd worry about in, even people in them. Like, we like, I hope she's all right. Like, yeah, I'd no, check but I mean, and, if you yeah. said something like, should I have said that? Or, you know, and I'd be like, Oh, relax，来个，我只，可是，我，我，我，我，我，我，我，我，我，我，我，我，我，我，我，我，我，我，我，我，我，我，我，我，我，我，我，我，我，我，我，我，我，我，我，我，我，我，我，我，我，我，我，我，
we there's a couple of people up in Talent now boxing club that want to do a fundraiser for us and that's for the women in the sister shed so there's certain course that we hope to do down the line and some women like myself wouldn't be financially able to even do them mm. and obviously because we we don't charge in sheds or anything like that you know because luckily enough we get them off um the rooms mm. for free which is great um, but going Brilliant. forward, like a big thing about us is like excluding people. I don't like to feel that someone will ever be excluded, especially when we build a sisterhood. And the reason why we come up with the name sister is because I would do anything for my sister. I'd do anything for her. I'd support her till the day is grey. And I do that for my own sister. So it's like building these women together to say, look, you know, not to obviously like look at them like your sister, but build that connection that's so important. So let's say some people in the sister shed can afford to do a course that we recommend or that they all want to do and the others can't we've no key to say well we can pay for yous to go yeah. you know so and i'd hate to think of someone excluded so yeah, half yeah. of them i'd never say oh well you three can go because you can afford you seven can't because you haven't got it yeah. it's about keeping them yeah, together yeah, like yeah, and yeah. enjoying yeah. the journey together so we're getting a foot we're talking to the lads up in Tallaght to where I'm from, my brother is a, a boxing coach up in the kids club and stuff and a few of the boxing coaches up in Talent might come together now and they're going to put on like a boxing night Deadly. and just a little fundraiser for a uh, for just for the kids, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, you know, there's, there's a couple of women that want you know head massages in, like want to de stress and that stuff. we can like, just we can book just, someone and say, like, right, it. look, we have to do this and we have to do that. That we can just ring up and say, yeah, look, and we have a couple of lads in or whatever it is, and we have the money there to be able to say what. It, in the meantime, we will continue to speak to funders and counselors and just ask them for them kind of keys for the women. But while that's all on the back burner, because we haven't, like, we're just in the process of trying to even register. As I said, we didn't even know it was going to go like this. We didn't know that we were going to need all this. So, well, just went up. Thank <laughs> God. Um. So, yeah, so it's about working that. And, again, just keeping them all together and not excluding anyone. And just, again, just building them all to stay together and be friends. Deadly. Absolutely brilliant. Uh. Look, as I said to you already, I'm really inspired by his, uh, probably because he is, people say to me all the time when I run things, you're so real, you are so fucking real. Like you talk about the raw as comfortable as you talk about being having the crack. Yeah, yeah. and yeah. it's, and you, I know you talk about holding the light in the dark and just both hands with equal measure and yeah. you do that. Yeah. And it's very authentic, it's very fucking beautiful and I'm so honoured to be sitting here, oh, which is, he's a deadly, he's a fucking, yeah, what an absolute fucking belt of an interview. He's <laughs> <laughs> Like you oh, mean, you are so like <laughs> you can't you can't buy that authenticity. It's fucking deadly, and like women see that, you know, and it's brilliant. Like oh, not just for, for men as well. I'm delighted. I'm, thanks for giving thank us the opportunity, and again, just thanks to every single person out there that has supported us from day one, including the women in the sister sheds. They're as important <clears throat> as we are. Because there's no sister shed with us. Yeah. yeah. I just couldn't believe your your guest list demands. I can't believe that you wanted all that stuff before the interview. But we got it for you. We got you, <laughs> we got you the rose petals. Andy held the door, threw his jacket down. I lifted you over the step. <laughs> Fucking hell. <laughs> Ferreira Roche, we I had look. <laughs> Yeah, it's it's my way in the mo in the I water bottle. I bloody ass for Prosecco. Prosecco. <laughs> Andy got you little bottles of water. Cheers, Andy. Yeah, thanks very much, girls. You are absolutely fucking much. awesome. Uh shout out to Maisie and Dimpin, two oh, beautiful stop. women that have inspired you. And you are uh doing that ripple effect and you're inspiring the women out there. 
So look, if there's any women out there that want to be empowered, I just want to go up and uh, contribute or get involved with these women in Finglas and Blanchestown and Bluebell in in the Liberties. If you want to if get, we'd love to get we'd love to get involved here in the Liberties. Liberties yeah, if we knew someone, if there was anyone listening, actually, if we knew said that we want for the women around here if they're interested, get us a place to do the sister shed. Let us know that there's a, a want for it. We'll be here. Here. Not a I'll say to Fran Dempsey, Fran got us this. This is the the Meat Street Youth Activity Center. Yeah. Yeah, am I right? Go, like, I was yeah, doing definitely. videos earlier trying to remember that me and me <laughs> want done 20 takes. So look, maybe this is a place we could have a uh, women of the liberties. I I just I'm so uh enamored by working class women. Absolutely. The work that they did on a shoestring. Mm-hmm. I just think if they were given the confidence and and the resource, they could fucking run companies and countries oh listen do you know what i mean like yeah men can do it too but this is about women right now and it's it's amazing so look that's a wrap uh i want to give a shout out to andy and liberty media hub noel Riley from rudy media graphic my main man the girls from shannon's hope line fran dempsey the liberty super room doing amazing work to all the listeners all the support that we get it's just incredible like what you girls get i get loads of messages and people inspire me to keep doing and i absolutely love this and interviewing you girls this is the first interview we've done this year and we haven't done in a while and I'm fucking buzzing me 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 graph for it my graph for interviews has oh, come back me fucking buzz for it is <laughs> fucking it. whopper uh, can so we look, come again yeah. <laughs> have you got the Mr. Shireen podcast up and going not the way you fucking grab that mic you won't nobody be coming anywhere come here um, you didn't get that video did you I fucking know that's a different show but come here please share this with family and friends uh, these girls are absolute legends and uh, we also have a a GoFundMe page if you have the price of a coffee that'd be absolutely deadly if you don't that's cool all my stuff is for free all the stuff on social media it's all for free 99 uh, we just want to inspire you to mind your little self uh, and that's a wrap mind your little self and girls well done yup the sister sheds yup the, the, the fucking liberties <laughs> roll in there oh shit <laughs>